Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. I am Minister Ginger London. I want to welcome you to the Ginger London Ministry Show here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm so excited about this next series that I'm doing. Um, it's for the singles, and the title of this series is Single and Strong, Maximizing Your Singleness Through the Holidays. And uh, for those of you who may not know me or know a little bit about me, uh, I am called to Christian ministry, and my assignment is to bring uh, Christians into spiritual maturity so that they can live victorious lives. And so on this show, I deal with many different issues of life, and I also deal with topics that are related to the seasons of life to help you mature uh, in that area of your life so that you can live victoriously. And um, so um, as the holiday season, we're quickly, we're already into the holiday season, but as we move more into the holiday seasons where we'll start having festivities and going to holiday socials and events and family gatherings and all of those things. Sometimes for uh, singles, uh, this can be a very uh, significant moment in life because a lot of people who are single have a tendency to go into what is called the holiday blues because they don't, they're not partnered with anyone or don't have a date or don't, they're not married yet, and so they're struggling, or they kind of, um, they like the holiday season, but they don't like all of the attention that they get um, as a single during the holiday season, and mostly because people are asking them questions about why they're not in relationships, why they're not married, um, you know, uh, what are you waiting on, all those kinds of things, and they see other people who are coupled off, and they see married couples, and they see them with their children and their families, and they're doing all uh, sorts of things. And so they begin to think that it's, you know, unfair. They have thoughts like, you know, it's unfair that uh, another Christmas is coming around and I'm still single. And uh, what am I going to say to my family and my friends when they ask me the big question, why aren't you married yet? Or they have thoughts like, how am I going to spend the holidays so I won't be uh, alone or feel lonely? And so doing this series um, single and strong. I designed this series so that I can uh, teach and have discussion on this on this particular topic. Uh, and so I want to teach and discuss tough issues um, and some holiday uh, dating practices and those things that leave some singles every year in the same predicament of in, uh, of experiencing holiday blues because you're not maximizing your singleness. Doing, you know, not just during this time. Uh, of the year, but if you maximize your singleness all year long, then when you get to this time of the season, you are all um, you are strong in who you are and you're confident. And so the holiday blues cannot attach itself to your life and to your spirit and have you thinking and existing a certain way. You're confident enough to make it through the season. And in God's timing, when it's time for you to marry, if that's His will for your life, then it will happen. So. Um, let's go on with, as we normally do, we start this show with prayer and with scripture. And the two uh, scripture, foundation scriptures for this series will be Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 11, that says, Not that I speak in regards to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. And that's Paul talking. And for those of us who are single, this this is the state of mind and a state of being in our spirit as it relates to relationships and as our life in our lives is we have to learn to be content. You're not content because you say you're okay, you're not content because you're happy, you're content because you've learned it. It's something that you must acquire in your being. You must develop that area. And the second scripture is first Corinthians chapter seven, verse thirty two that says, 
He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. So let's go to the to God in prayer and get right into the teaching. I know you're excited and want to hear how to maximize your singleness. So let's have a word of prayer, and then we're going to get right into uh, the teaching. And I'll tell you a little bit of more, a little bit more about the whole series before we get into tonight's teaching. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this evening. We bless your name, O oh God. We honor you. And Father, we pray right now as we prepare to hear what you have to say to your people and come before you boldly. We pray that anything that we've done today, any sins that we've committed, any ungodliness acts that we've um, carried out, we pray and ask for forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. We pray that we will have ears to hear what you're going to say on tonight through your servant. I humble myself and I ask the Holy Spirit to increase as I decrease. Father, I thank you right now that some profound things will come from your word and that you will speak into the life, the lives of every single uh, that may uh, be listening to the radio by phone or by internet. I thank you for this blessed opportunity. I honor you and I love you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So once again, thank you so much. Again, this series, uh, I designed this series, Single and Strong, Managing Your Singleness for the Holidays, to teach um, and to discuss on some tough issues and some tough uh, topics, you know. And so the first one, which we'll do later on in a few minutes, the first uh, topic in the series is Single and Strong. Maximizing your singleness for the next step, and on tonight I will be teaching you uh, teaching you how to do that. But I'm going to challenge you with some really uh, tough questions, and those questions are: What makes this holiday different? And so we're going to talk about that. And we're, what are what is your joy? We're going to talk about what is your joy? Where does your joy come from? Does it come from Christmas? Does it come from receiving gifts? You know. Okay, and then what is the epitome of your joy? You know, what is it? That I mean, wow! That one thing, or that that one place in your life that actually strengthens or bursts the birth the joy in your life. And then we'll talk a little bit later on about. You, we'll also talk about what contentment is. We'll talk about how to change your thinking about being single, and we'll just go through some of the myths, the untruths about being single. And then we'll close it off with loving yourself and how to uh, maximize your singleness. The second show. Uh, which will be Friday evening, uh, December the 14th, um, is on single and dateless. And I'm going to talk to you and teach you about the dateless bug. I'm going to talk to you about those singles who treat um, dating uh, for the holidays. Uh, and what you do is you find you a date for the holiday and you use that person as medicine. So you got the dateless virus, but it doesn't bother you until it gets to the holiday season. And so then you bring that person into your life for a minute for the holiday season just to um, – Get rid of that bug, that dateless bug, so that you can, you know, so that you can uh, feel better about yourself. And then when the holidays are over, then you, you then you put that medicine or that person on the shelf because you don't need it anymore. You know, when you get when you get cold or when you get um, sick and you take the medicine and the medicine does what it's supposed to do, then after that you put that medicine on the shelf until you need it again. But you never think about that medicine until you get sick. So I'm going to talk to you about being single and dateless. And then the third show, um, which is Saturday, is going to be on Hitched for the Holidays. And I'm going to talk about how you actually start a relationship just for the holidays. That's a little different than single and dateless. I'm going to talk to you about two different scenarios on Hitched for the Holidays. The one scenario the one scenario is where you're actually like-minded. The two of you have agreed to get together for the holidays. It's like a mutual dating agreement, and it's strictly for the holidays, no strings attached. When the holidays are over, that's it. And then the second one, we're talking about dating for appearances. That's when the person that you're dating for the holidays really doesn't know that you're only dating him or her because they look good, they have a certain kind of uh, socioeconomic status, or uh, uh, they have um, uh, a certain car they're riding in, where it's just, it's like a trophy, but it's only for the holiday season. So that person, you start dating, not in November or December, you're going to start dating, you date that person starting in September. They don't even know they're being set up uh, for you for that. So that's your trophy when you, you know, so that's dating for appearances. And then the last show is going to be, 
maximizing your singleness, and it's going to be closing statements. And that's where I'm going to talk to you even more about how to build yourself as a single for the holidays. And I'm going to talk to you about walking in integrity and in character as a single, and then how to use the holiday season and the rest of the year uh, as well. But since we're talking about the holiday season, how to use the holiday season for character building. Because if you can get your character strong, you know, you can make it through any holiday. You can make it through the Christmas holidays. You can make it through any season of life as a single if you can, if your character is strong. And so tonight we're going to do the first show, which is uh, single and strong, maximizing your um, your singleness for the holidays. And we're basically going to focus on Philippians four. Uh, Chapter 4, verse 11, and reading it once again, it says, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in to be content. And so let's talk about contentment for a minute. How, what is it, and, and um, how do you learn to be content? As a single, I know we preach that a lot. We teach that a lot in the body of Christ. Um, but we really don't tell singles how to be content. We think they should just ought to know how to do it. Like, just just be happy you single right now. And we give you, uh, you know, you hear all kinds of teaching uh, because, you know, right now you're single and uh, you don't have nobody to answer to. And, you uh, you know, you got a lot of time on your hand. You can go do what you want to do. You can go where you want to go. You know, um, uh, you don't have to have food ready. You don't have to wash nobody else's clothes. You know, uh, you don't have to provide for anybody but yourself. We say all sorts of things and try to equate that with contentment. You know, and then we say behind that we say because you know marriage is hard work. Well, if you are a single Christian, you know that being single is a hard work. Anything if you're living on this earth as a human being, if your life can be hard work whether you're married or single. Because if you're struggling in your singleness, that's hard work. If you're desperate in your singleness, that's hard work. If you are uh, panicky in your singleness, that's hard work. Your life is hard work if you are not content and if your life doesn't have some sort of balance to it where you understand who you are in Christ, know your gifts and your abilities, know um, your strengths and and weaknesses. If you don't know these things, then your life is hard work because every day you are struggling with trying to find out who you are, where you belong, what you should be doing, and sometimes you try to equate that with hooking, you know, connecting up with somebody or being in a relationship. And when that doesn't work, it compounds the issue because when that relationship doesn't work, you go back to not knowing who you are, back to not knowing your gifts and abilities. And now you, it's compounding because now you think something was wrong with you and that's why the relationship didn't work. So you, you to be content, is a learn, you have to learn uh, to be content. So just take a quick look at um, a definition of contentment. And uh, one of this, that's several, but one of the one that I want to use and, and focus on in this teaching is um, contentment is something we're all looking for, whether we know it or not. And contentment means being okay with something you're not okay with. It's being satisfied with what you have or where you are in life. So let's take them one at a time. Contentment is something that you're looking for. And so we know that everybody wants some peace in your life. You want a place of balance in your life, whether you're married or single, we're all looking for that place of balance where we are um, happy with our lives, where there are no um, major issues of life going on, where we're struggling with living. Everybody wants, we're looking for that place of contentment. So the definition is uh, contentment means being okay with something you're not okay with. Let's talk about that one for a minute. Being as a single, being okay with being single, even though you're not really okay with being single. You have a desire to be married, you want to be married, or you want to be in a relationship, a healthy, godly relationship, but you're not there yet. And so contentment means that you're okay with not being there even though you're okay with where you are, even though you're not okay with just being single for the rest of your life. So it doesn't mean that you do away with your desires or with any aspirations uh, for relationships or any desires for being in a relationship. It simply means that you are okay with being single for right now, even though you have a desire not to be single. So that's one el- definition of uh, element of the definition of contentment. And then another element is is being satisfied with what you have. And so what you have right now is yourself. 
because we're talking about singles now. We're not talking about uh, any material things that you have. We're not talking about your job. We're talking about your state of being on this earth as a single. So what you have more than anything is you have yourself. So you have to be uh, okay and satisfied with yourself. And you can only do that when you know who you are, when you have learned to love yourself, you know your gifts, your ability, your strengths, your weaknesses. You can look in the mirror every day and say, praise God, thank you for another day. If you're looking in the mirror trying to find something to critique, something to point out, something to be mad about, something to be dis, uh, discouraged about, something that makes you unhappy, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm too big, I'm too skinny, I'm too, I'm not light enough, I'm too dark, I'm, you know, my hair is not long enough. I'm not. If you are critiquing yourself when you look in the mirror, then you're not satisfied with who you are. And so contentment is a, is a challenge for you, and it's certainly a struggle to be content in a place of contentment. So it means being satisfied with what you have. And as a single, what you have right now is your very own existence, your own life, your own love, your own heart, your own mind, your own likes and dislikes. So you have to learn to be satisfied with who you are. And the best way to do that is to honestly get to know yourself. You know, honestly find out who God created you to be. You know, sometimes as singles, uh, you want to walk around when people say, what's your purpose or who are you? Uh, when you're in your uh, single groups and your single meetings and you are uh, talking about um, being single and, you know, you have a tendency to say, well, I know I'm called to be a wife. And, I'm, you know, you focus on all of the attributes of being married, but you don't focus on the 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 gifts that you have within you of being a single person. And what I mean by that is, do you know your personality type? Do you know what it is that you like? Do you know um, your gifts? Do you know your strengths, your weaknesses? What is it that about you that is satisfying to you? You have to get to the place where you're satisfied with yourself. Because if you're not satisfied with yourself and another person comes into your life, then they have to not only try to get to know you, they also have to deal with the dissatisfaction that you have with yourself. So now instead of them coming into a healthy environment, meaning your life, coming into a healthy relationship, they're coming into something that has not been well-grounded, something that the ground hasn't been tilled, don't have good seeds planted in that soil, so you got a whole lot of thorn bushes coming up. So now you put your best face forward, forward when you first meet them, but as, as they get to know you, they now find out that, wait a minute, I got a little bit more than what I bargained for here. And so now instead of having a healthy relationship with you, they're struggling with you trying to get you to like you. So they don't even have time to get to like you or be attracted to you because they're too busy trying to get you to like you. And so you have to be satisfied with what you have. And then the last part of that definition is um, – you have to be satisfied with where you are in life. Yes, you may have a desire to be married. Yes, you might want to be married, but you're not married. And so you have to you have to be satisfied with where you are in life. Doesn't mean you don't have dreams and visions, goals and aspirations and all those types of things. But when you're not satisfied with where you are in life, sometimes what are, what could happen is you'll start trying you'll start living in a fantasy world, and then you'll start trying to create that fantasy that's in your mind, and so you start uh, you may start um, start uh, trying to make relationships exist, you know, or you'll meet somebody and then you try to create uh, try to form them into the fantasy that you've created. Or you'll become so superficial that during the holiday season when you are around uh, your family and your friends and your coworkers and they start asking you about, you know, how are things going? How are you doing in life? You know, whatever the questions are that they ask you, your response will come back, well, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. You know, it's just me and Jesus. I, I got everything. I'm just, you, we spiritual, you start spiritualizing it to the point where it's almost spooky. You know, it's like, wow. You know, I ask you how you were doing, and all of those are good confessions. But sometimes we use co- Christian confessions as a scapegoat from, for not to not deal with knowing where we are in our lives and being satisfied with where we are. And so because we're unhappy and dissatisfied, we find all these spiritual slogans and um, all these spiritual sayings, and we even use scripture and start quoting them 
to make it seem like we got everything, you know, all our ducks in a row. You know, we, hey, I'm okay. I'm cool. I'm doing fine. And then when you go back to your um, the place of where you reside, then you're in tears because you have to put on a facade to even answer the question, how are you? So you have to get to a place in life where you are satisfied with where you are in your life. If you're going to uh, be strong and maximize your singleness. Okay, so that's contentment. That's some of the definitions of contentment. It's being able to laugh. I'll give you some examples. Being able to laugh uh, with friend, your, your friend. You know, if your friend gets engaged this Christmas, you have to be able to celebrate in, in uh, her uh Engagement or his engagement, you got to be able to uh, uh, rejoice with that person. That's when you're content. You're not content when your best friend or one of your friends get engaged and then you go home pouting and crying and calling out to God, talking about, why not me? Why I got to wait? When is it going to be my turn? Why am I the last one? That's not contentment. Contentment is when you can watch your friend get engaged, help her plan her wedding. Help him plant, do his part for the for his wedding, whatever the case may be. Pat him on the back. God bless you. Be there through the process. Show up at the wedding when it's time. All of those things. That's when you're content. You're not content when you find out that one of your friends got married and you go in a closet somewhere and start hibernating, you know, in a field position because you're mad because it, you're not the one that got the engagement ring. So, contentment is being able to laugh. Uh, with your friends or rejoice with your friends, I should say, with their excitement. It is also um, a place of security in who you are, which we talked about, that enables you to experience the joys of others. If, you know, the Bible says that um, if a man wants a friend, he first has to show himself friendly, you know, and so that goes across the board in your life no matter what. And so sometimes, you know, we have to, as singles, position ourselves where we can enjoy another person's life and rejoice with them, so that we, so that the joy can come our way, so that we can we can be magnets of those kinds of things, you know. So that's contentment. It is a decision. It is not a feeling. Contentment is not a feeling. It's not you waking up feeling contented. Content uh, state of contentment. It's a decision. You have to make a decision. It goes back to uh, your mind, whether as a man thinketh in his heart, which is synonymous with the word mind, so is he. It is a determination of the will. You have to resolve within your will that you want to uh, be content in whatever state that you're in right now, which is your singleness. You have to, it's a determination of your will. When you lose control of your emotions, then you will find yourself in the area of relationships doing all sorts of things, especially during the holidays. You will do all sorts of things. I mean, you will hook up with the first guy that winks at you or the first sister that tells you, oh, you're so handsome. You know, you'll think that's a sign, and you you know, and you make a mistake and get involved in a, in a relationship that you should not have been um, involved in. You know, so, you know, it's getting beyond what society and sometimes psychology, you know, tells you, you know, you contentment is when you say, when you can look at it and say, hey, I'm 40, I'm 42, I'm not married yet, you know, and according to society and according to medical science some, to some degree and to psychology, you know, your biological clock might be ticking. See, when you can hear that and still stand firm and say, I, yet I Still believe God. When you can stand firm and say that, then you are in a you have made a determination in your will to be content. Because I have known people who call themselves trying to beat the biological clock from ticking out on them and ended up in the wrong relationship, in abusive relationships, in unhappy relationships. You know that is not what you should do. Contentment says it doesn't matter. What psychology says, it doesn't matter what medical science say. It matters, what matters is what what God's will is for my life. What is God saying about me and about my singleness, no matter what my age is? Whatever God's will is for me, if I trust and believe God, that's what's going to take place in my life. So it's not a feeling, it's it's a decision, it's not um, a feeling. It doesn't always feel good. Contentment, it doesn't always feel good. If you're going to be a strong Christian, a strong single, rather, um, there are going to be times 
when that state of contentment, that state of being single is not going to feel good. Because why? You have desires. And I'm not talking sexual. I'm talking a desire to maybe be married or a desire to be in a relationship. And so you wake up one day and you say, wow, I wish I had somebody to call. You know, but on those days like that, you can't go into a state of depression. You have to laugh that off and you have to say, but yet I still believe God. And so whenever you get to that place or you feel that, you have to say, shake it, shake that off and still walk firm and still believe God. So there are going to be some days as a single, even through this holiday season, you're not necessarily going to feel good about being single. You're going to go to some social event, and everybody in the place will be married. You're going to go to a family event, and then there will be somebody that's going to show what, what, one of your cousins, one of your um, or one of your relatives are going to show up who <laughs> not living right, don't believe God, ain't trusting nothing, and going to walk in with another date. And it's not going to feel that good because you're going to say, now, here I am, a good person, standing firm. Wow. And I had to walk, I had to get out of my car by myself and walk in here by myself. But when it's when it's settled in your spirit, though, you'll be able to walk in, and no matter who walks in with the, uh, with someone else or whatever you see, you'll still feel good about who you are. So it doesn't always feel good, you know. So it means that you have to be thankful to God and accept the gifts that God has pl- has placed on the inside of you, and you must have a willingness just to do God's will. And if you have a willingness to do that, you won't marry the wrong person. If you the if 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 you are, have been uh, selected to get married, you won't marry the wrong person. You won't get into the relationship a relationship with the wrong person when you have resolve within your spirit just to do the to to be willing to obey God. Because it only takes one person to mess you up, one person to bless you. It only takes one person to mess you up. And so when you talk about making through this holiday season. Maximizing um, uh, your singleness, you can't be entangled with any Jane Doe or John Doe that comes into your life in this season just so you can say you have a date or that you have somebody to spend the holidays with. Because as a woman, you could pick the wrong guy to spend the holidays with and find yourself bruised and battered on the, on the other side of the holiday. As a guy, you could find yourself connected with somebody talking about spending your spend the holidays with, and on the other side of the holiday in January, you'll find yourself broke, busted, and disgusted because she ripped you out for everything. She talked you into expensive gifts. gifts, or She kissed you into expensive gifts. And so you'll find yourself financially in a hole because you hung out, you got connected with the wrong person during the holiday season. Okay, so let's talk about what it is not, what contentment is not. You talk about being content. Content. It's not going around as I said, saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. No matter how many times you say, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, if your spirit man is not strong, you are not okay. And it will show up because at some point, like I said earlier, you're just going to quote uh, cliches and uh, even scriptures, and you're going to over-spiritualize this thing, and you're going to come off as flaky. To be strong as a to as a single, you have to be willing to say, "Yes, I'm single right now," and just smile. You don't have to say anything else. When somebody asks you the question, "Well, why is a a, a man like you not married, or why is a good looking woman like you? You're intelligent, you're smart, you're beautiful. Why aren't you married?" You have to stand firm and say, "It's not God's timing yet." And that changes everything. That change that sets a whole nother tone for the conversation. Unless it's somebody trying to get over on you. So they be trying to, you know, smooth talk you. But it's not going around saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. You have to really deal with how you feel about being single. And for most singles, how you, you have to deal with how you feel about uh getting married. You know, so you have to deal with that. And so if you have some days where you struggle, you can't just sugarcoat that. You have to deal with those days when you struggle. You have to find out where is that struggle coming from? Is it an insecurity on the inside of me? Is it a, is it from a, a mental thought that I'm having? In other words, is it is is it from uh, some thoughts that I have that's having me having uh, causing me to believe a certain way? You have to deal with uh, the issues that are challenging you as a single. You so you can't 
just say, um, you know, oh, I'm just fine. It's just me and Jesus. I'm married to God. It's just Jesus. Jesus is my husband. And we know all that to be true from Scripture. But when you're using Scripture as a scapegoat or a a crutch, then that's not the spirit and truth of the word. It's just you trying to um, appease an insecurity that's there, and that doesn't help you. It really hinders you. So it's not saying, I'm okay, I'm okay. It's also not um, dependent on what you have. Contentment is not, you know, as independent as you are, as strong as you are, and as much money as you make on your job. Contentment is not based on what you have. It's a whole lot of rich folks unhappy, a whole lot of rich folks just miserable in life. So contentment is not you as a single being able to say, I got my own house, I got my own car, I got a, a job, I'm making six figures or whatever you're making. That's not contentment. So it's not based on what you have because that's just, you know, uh, these are just material things. You know, you could say that and be boasting to some degree about what you have or just putting it out there, but that has nothing to do with how you feel on the inside in your emotional area about what you, about who you are or what you think about being single at this time in your life. Okay, so it's not that. It's not based on what you have. And, you know, almost every single struggle with contentment. And so it's how we handle the struggle that determines how we come out on the other side of the struggle. You know, it takes a lot of prayer, honestly, a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of obedience to the word of God, and it takes a lot of um, spiritual affirmations that you speak to yourself according to the scripture. Because we can see so many different things going on, not only in the world, but we see so many things going around us in our Christian um, kingdom. And so it really does, you have to saturate your life with prayer, not being super spiritual, but just being uh, in con- in connection with or connected to God's spirit so that you are clear enough to hear his voice when he speaks to you and know when to move and when not to move, know when to say something, when not to say something. So, all right. And then also contentment, as I said earlier, doesn't eliminate the desires that you have. It doesn't eliminate. Uh, it- uh, eliminate any desires you have, and it really doesn't do away with your past hurts. So if you've been in relationships in the past and and you've gotten hurt, you saying I'm content, contentment doesn't mean that you don't process those hurts and that you don't walk, um, walk yourself through those hurts and help you and, and get healed from all those past hurts. Contentment is not just you sitting around saying, you know, I'm over it. Contentment is actually being over it. Contentment is a process. It's learned, remember? So it's a process that will take you through past hurts, and it is it is a state of being that will keep you grounded as a single right now. So it, it, it doesn't eliminate any desires. So if you have a desire to be married or if you have a desire uh, to be uh, in a relationship, contentment helps you to stay grounded. I'm going to keep saying that until it happens. And so don't contentment is not a bad thing, and contentment does not put you in a place where you have to give up your desires. It puts you in a place where you're strong enough to wait for the desire to occur. The scripture says, you know, um, uh, the vision, even though it's, it's, it's for an appointed time, it may tarry, but it will come. And so if that's the vision or desire that you have for your life, then all you have to do is delight yourself in, in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so if that desire is to be married or to be in a relationship, then delight yourself in God. And so that's the first step on what does contentment require. It requires complete abandonment to the will of God. It's not your will, it's God's will. You don't have relationships the way you want to have them. For the holiday season, it's not convenient. It's it's not about being convenient. It's about being in the will of God. It's real easy to hook up with any Joe Blow, but there's a heavy price to pay when you hook up with any Joe Blow or Jane Doe just for the holiday season because like begets like. So if you're drawing a person into your life um, just for the holiday season, it is a very large probability that that person was also doing the same thing. And so if you could find yourself in a situation where the price is a whole lot heavier or hefty, more hefty than you wanted to pay 
just to be involved in a relationship. And so sometimes you entangle yourself with these people, and then the price is they may want sexual uh, payment for it. They, mo- they may want you to invest in their lives in some kind of way. You know, it's, it's just a dangerous place to be emotionally and sometimes even physically. It's when you're entangling and involving yourself in relationships just so you can get through the holidays or just so you can have a date. Uh, for the holiday. So it's really about surrendering to the total will of God. And if you could do that, you could make it, you could be strong uh, through the holidays. Another um, thing that it requires is it requires recognizing the value of what you have. And you are what you have. And that's what I just said a little earlier. So what is your value? How much do you love yourself? You know, how much do you believe that God loves you? So it really requires recognizing the value of what you have, and what you have is your own state of being. How valuable are you to yourself? The Word of God says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. It also says that God cares about you so much that he even knows the number of numbers of hairs on your head. That's how de- how much detail he knows about you. And so but how much do you value yourself determines how much of yourself you will put out there just for anything to happen just for the holiday. How much do you, how, how valuable are you? When you think about, when you look, take an inventory of yourself and you look at the gifts and abilities that God has given you, when you look at the talents you have, when you look at your personality, if the word of God has done a great work in your life, when you look at the transformation that your life has taken because, because of the working of the word, when you look at the renewed mind that you have because you've been in the word and so now you think differently, when you Put a price tag on all of that that has occurred. You would not allow just know anybody into your space when it comes to relationships because it only takes one person to mess you up, just like it only takes one person to really bless you. So you have to recognize what the value of what you have. And your spirit man, uh, your inner self, your, your mental being, your um emotional state are all too valuable for you to just put out there for anybody to pick up and use, walk on, uh, showcase all around the city just for a couple of weeks, you know, and then next thing you know, drop you to the curb, to a crashing place in life. And now we have to come behind all that drama, pick you up and try to put all your pieces back and then convince you that you are valuable in the sight of God and that you are important and that you are loved. It takes a lot of work when we have to, when we as leaders and uh, strong spiritual brothers and sisters have to come behind you to pick you up from a crash because you connected with the wrong person for the wrong reasons during the holiday season. And so uh, it does require that you uh, take a value, take a look at what you have and put a value on it, uh, on what you have. And so, and it takes, it takes um, time to learn this. You're not, if you are struggling uh, with your singleness for the holidays, you're not going to learn contentment in a week. You should have been learning it all year long, but you got to put an effort into it so that you can learn um, contentment. You know, no matter, you have to find yourself in many different um, circumstances and situations, and then you have to uh, actually be content, learn to be content. And until you until you are challenged um, in that particular area, until you put yourself in a place where you can learn how to be content, it's not going to happen for you. And so that's that's the basics about uh, contentment. And so as we go through this teaching, if you're um, listening by phone and you have a comment or a question that you want to make or ask, um, you can just press the number one on your phone and it will alert me that you have a question or a comment and we'll, uh, I'll bring you on. If you're in the chat room, you can um, actually uh, type up uh, your comment in the chat room and then I can answer it there from the uh, from the chat room. So if you're on the line, you can just press the number one and um, it'll let me know that you have uh, a comment uh, that you would like to make. So we're going to go on. I'm going to talk to you about um, changing your mind about the way about uh, being single. And I'm going to give you some of the the untruths that they tell us about singleness, of uh, being single. And let's walk through that right now and kind of Look at these lies, and then we'll dis, uh, dismantle them with um, some truth so that we can be strong uh, 
through the holiday uh, season. So one of the lies that we're told about being single is that, you know, um, God has somewhere out, someone out there for me. Well, if you read the scriptures carefully, you'll find that everybody's not going to get married. That's why you can't be obsessed. You know, uh, with being married as a single, you have to be strong in your inner man because everybody is not going to get married. So, you know, God may or may not have, you know, someone out there for you to marry. And if that's God's will for you to get married, you will meet that person if you position yourself. And what I mean that you have yielded your will to the will of God and that you have prayed for a spirit of discernment so that you will know that when you meet people, if that voice is of God or if it's or if it's not of God. But if you are obsessed and if you're um, uh, preoccupied, with being married or preoccupied with, uh, I need somebody so I won't be sad through the holidays or I won't be by myself. I, I need to go. Pl- I need somebody to go places with me. You know, if you get caught up in all of that, then you're not going to be in a position where you can really recognize the right person, you know, or do the right thing. The second lie is, um, uh, <laughs> it's wrong for me to still be single. I must have done something wrong. You know, so what that says is if you believe that, if you're struggling with that, what that says is that your singleness um, uh, is, a, is, is being single is some type of failure place in life that you're in. And so the truth is that being single is not a failure. It's just a state of being. It's just a marital state that you're in at the, uh, not a, uh, we call it that, a marital state. When they say, well, well, you know, what's your marital state? Are you single, married, divorced, whatever? It's just a state of being. It's not a failure. It's not um, anything that's bad or it's not any negative uh, connotation towards you in any form or fashion, you know, it's just God's will for your life at this particular time. So that's, that. Is, you know, if you think something is wrong with you because you're single, that's a lie that the enemy wants you to believe. There's nothing, just because you're single doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. That's just God's will at the moment for you at this time. So, you know, we could talk about, you know, missed opportunities and all that kind of stuff on another show because you could be single because you missed opportunities because you didn't say yes to the right thing. So it's a number of reasons. It doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. You haven't failed. You're not a failure because you're single. You're just single because you're single. All right, another lie is um, I miss God's plans for my life. You know, and so just because you're single doesn't mean that you miss God's plan. You know, God's will doesn't work that way. You know, nowhere in the Bible, you know, does it say that uh, it take that you know that if you uh, take one wrong step, you know, uh, from God's plan for your life, that you'll be ruined forever. The God is a God of a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, one hundred chance. You know, all we have to do is get up and get reconnected, get shake ourselves off. Make sure that we're in right uh, relationship with God and keep moving, you know, keep pushing forward. And, we, you know, if we've done something wrong, we print, repent and get it right and just keep going, okay? Uh, another one that is really, really a big one is God must have something more to teach me just because you're single. Really, really, come on. I've heard people say that who are, I mean, they are spiritually matured. I mean, uh, you know. When it comes to the word of God and the you know and, and uh, kingdom living, and then I've heard him say this, you know, what else could he want to teach you if you're already spiritually matured, you know? So what is it could he be teaching you? Uh, you know, what is it? You know, I know some of us have to grow in the things of God and in the word of God, but there are a lot of people who are matured in the word of God, and that's what they try to justify with being single by saying God must have something he wants to teach me. Well, if that is true, what is it that God wants to teach you, and how come he hasn't told you yet? You know, because God is, we don't serve a trick master. You know, we serve an, we serve an awesome and loving God. He said, if you draw near to me, he'll draw near to you. So God's not going to leave you hanging trying to figure some stuff out. If you know if you want to know something, he said, ask him, and that he will give you the wisdom that you need. A braid is not. In other words, he won't embarrass you, won't put make you shame, won't put you on display. Go to God and ask him what that is. So that's just another myth or this uh a lie that they uh, that people say you know about being single. Um another one is um I'll give you one more um um that um, I'm not loved. 
you know. And so you have a lot of people. That's a really big one. I'm not loved. And they try to say they're single because nobody loves them or they can't be loved. And then they try to figure out why all that's going on. You know, they don't know why it is, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, where the word of God says that he loves us, right? So it's, there's no such thing as you're not loved. God loves you. And so when we're looking for other people to love us, you know, it's not a good thing to walk around as a single talking about I'm not loved because like begets like. So if you want to be loved, you have to be a lovable person. And you can't be lovable by walking around talking about you are not loved. You know, you can't be friendly. You can't expect friends when you're walking around all mean-spirited and hateful, you know, and doing ugly things to people. And, you know, you can't be trusted. You have no, they can't have, the friends can't have, take any confidence in you. You know, there can be no, you know, um, anything shared with you because you talk too much, all those sorts of things. So, you know, to say I'm not loved means that you have some emotional issues that need to be dealt with before you connect with anybody uh, so forth as it relates to um being uh single that you, that's just not a good thing and so um uh, if you have any questions or comments press the number one or make your comment in the uh chat room and we'll go on so just to kind of finish up uh for this evening let's talk about you know um how to be strong for the holidays as a as a, a single and remember on friday we're gonna we're gonna be dealing with single and dateless and so that's gonna be a really good show um, and so make sure you stay connected uh, on Facebook, on uh, the website, uh, gingerlondon.com. We're going to post it, all the shows there, as well as put them on all the social sites, the links and the phone number to call in. But so as we kind of wrap this show up, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, how to actually be um, strong for the holiday or to maximize your singleness or to start maximizing your singleness for the holiday season. The first thing that you need to do to maximize your singleness is to understand that even singles need to be, need to, even a single person should enjoy the holiday season. The holiday season is not for married people, just for married people. It's not just for people with children. It's not for uh, just people who uh, are going to um, uh, work social events and parties and all that kind of stuff. It's singles have a right to enjoy the holiday season. If you want to get past the holiday blues, then you must give yourself permission to enjoy the holidays as a single. The holiday blues will have you inside with all the windows and curtains closed, all the lights down, all by yourself, not taking phone calls, not calling anybody. And the holiday season will pass right by you because you did not believe that you that um, that it was okay for you as a single person to enjoy the holidays. So that's the first thing that you want to do in maximizing your um, for being strong. Uh, for the holiday season is to remember that as a single person, you have every right to enjoy the holidays. And what that means is you can go to social events, how, you can go to uh, parties that you've been invited to, you can go to uh, all the festivities, all the holiday events, Christmas parades, you know, uh, office parties. You can go to family events and family functions by yourself without a date, and it's okay because that event is for for, it's for, for enjoyment. You can go to those events by yourself and still have a good time at those events. You have to believe that. If you don't believe that, you'll be invited to things that you could have, situ, uh, events that you could have enjoyed, and you won't go because you don't believe that as a single person you should go by yourself. Get out your car, walk right on in there to work, to the event, and enjoy it. So it's not just for people who are married. It's, it's you. You have to be um, uh, assured that you can enjoy it. So that means that when all your aunts and uncles and cousins and all your friends and family that come up to you and ask you why you don't have anybody and, you know, if you'd have been dating somebody, you really could enjoy the holidays, you're going to have to come back around and say to them, I can enjoy the holidays as a strong single. And when the time is right, I'll have somebody and I'll bring that person with me. But through this particular holiday this year, I'm strong enough to enjoy this holiday season as a single. And that will stop some of that some of that um, stuff. And so, number one, believe that you can 
that you have the right to enjoy the holidays as everyone else. And then the second thing is um, is to set your level of expectations of the holidays. What do you expect? What are you expecting from the holidays? You know, if it's all about gifts, mm, you might be a little disappointed. You know, so what? what's your level of expectation? What are you expecting from the holiday season? Find something other than a gift to expect. from. It. Have fun. You know, uh, don't put yourself under a whole lot of unrealistic pressure. You know, have fun this holiday season. You know, if you want to go and um, help pass out toys, to needy children, then get involved with an organization that's doing it. Ask them if they need a volunteer, and go find and go do that, and get your joy from doing that. You know, if you want to um, sit at home and watch, um, you know, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, you know, or Christmas movies one day, you know, without being bothered, but still not because you are lonely or alone, but because that's just what you plan to do on that particular day. Then guess what? Get yourself some hot chocolate and do that, you know. So take your expectation of the holidays and bring them from I need a relationship expectation and put them to expecting great joy from the holiday season and then find a way to make sure that you experience the greatest joy possible that you can experience. So it may mean coming out of your comfort zone and doing some things that you normally would not do or being around people that you're normally not around or, you know, engaging in some activities that you normally would not engage in because in the past you were allowing the holidays to dictate to you how what you should do as a, you know, how you should feel, what you should do and what you believe about yourself as a single. So now, you get in control and turn the table around, and now you raise your level of expectation for the holidays. So for the holidays, I expect to enjoy myself. I expect to experience some new things this holiday season by doing something that I've never done before or doing something a little different than I've never done before. We all know that it's more blessed to give than to receive, um, and so Find a way to give of yourself this holiday season and watch how your how you become strengthened in your inner man and watch what you recognize about yourself and what you learn about yourself. That you that there is some degree of contentment in you. You just didn't know it because you were allowing this being single to overshadow was something that's probably already on the inside of you. So find a way to experience um some joy, some some greater joys. If you want to be strong this holiday season and move beyond holiday blues and all that kind of stuff, well then there are some don'ts for you. Like don't engage in um I don't drink at all. So don't engage in too much alcohol. Because if you're depressed and you sit around drinking, whether it's wine, beer, you know, the hard liquor, whatever that is, you start drinking that then guess what? You're going to find yourself getting deeper and deeper and deeper into a state of being where you are even more blue than before. Before, So if you're struggling in this area and it's really an issue for you, then you don't want to engage in any alcohol drinking for the holiday season. You just need eggnog and nothing else. Do not engage in alcohol drinking because it will bring you to a place of, of depression even more so, and you would have more holiday blues than you expected because now you have something to feed into those blues, those holiday blues. So find yourself, drink, get your Diet Coke or something, but don't engage in alcohol. Don't in, in, in Avoid drinking too much alcohol. And don't spend, um, let's see, all your family, all your holiday time with family and friends. Go outside your comfort zone. Go out. Do something different. If it's no more than going to a mall in your city and watching the lighting of the Christmas, the big old Christmas tree in some of the big malls, and then watching the kids skate around on ice or riding the carousel, you know, and uh, maybe get you something out there to eat, do something different. Do something different where a big smile will come across your face, you know, um, So and all of that. So don't... Um, you know, do things that's going to remind you so much that um, you are single or that will keep you in a slump. If you want to be strong, you have to do things that are stronger than what you've been doing. And so if you've just been inside, 
with the curtains closed, now you have to come outside the house. Go outside, go into the city, find something to do that will bring you joy, find something to do that will lift your spirits, find something to do that will that will increase your inner man's strength so that you can begin to become content with who you are and you can place a value on yourself that's greater than any holiday blues that you could ever experience um, at this time. And so... Um, that's the uh it for um tonight's teaching. If you um want uh, have a comment or a question, uh, please um press the number one and then I'll bring you on um before we close. But that's it. remember um the rest of the shows Saturday night is gonna be on uh single and dateless and we're gonna be um uh talking about how you pick a date for the holiday season because you have the dateless bug or virus. You you you, could, you you have this sickness about being dateless for the holidays. And we're going to talk about how you conveniently use other pe- that person, whoever that person is, um, as medicine for your dateless bug. And then when the holidays are over, now they think they're in a relationship with you, but really you're using them as uh, for medicinal purposes to soothe your dateless pain. And so when the relationship, is, when the holidays are over, you put that person on the shelf or you get rid of the, you get out of the relationship. They had no clue that they were being used, you know, and now you go on and function in January the way that you want to, you know. And again, we're going to relate that to medicine. If you got a cold or if you got uh, a stomach ache or something, you get the medicine out and you take it until it's gone. And then when the when your sickness is gone, then you put that medicine on the shelf until you need it again. And usually you don't need it again until you're sick again. So we're going to talk about single and dateless and what um what happens when you use people to soothe some um psychological or emotional uh issue or pain that you have and then how you the person who quote just needed somebody for the holidays, how you're needing somebody for the holidays now has hurt or wounded somebody else in the process because in order to get that need satisfied, you have to you have to misuse or you have to uh, de- uh, deceptively use somebody in order to get that need met um, for the holidays. And then on the third show, we're going to talk about Hitched for the holidays, Dating for Appearances. And the two main... The two main um, Areas we're going to deal with is uh, the mutual agreement of dating. That's when you hook up with somebody just like you. They, they're looking for a date for the holidays. You're looking for a date for the holidays. So y'all get together, and then y'all agree that y'all going to date each other or y'all going to go to certain parties together just for show. No strings attached. This ain't nothing serious. We're just going to make these appearances together. You go to my event. I go to your event. You know, we're going to pretend like we're this happy couple you know, and so y'all going to use each other. But it's mutual, though. It's a mutual agreement. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about um, also date, uh, dating for dating for appearances. And that's when you actually, the other person don't even know they're the trophy. They really think they're in a relationship with you. Why? Because you started that relationship back in September. They don't even know that they got they got strategically, strategically, strategically messing up my words, strategically chosen. They were selected on purpose back in September. You've been dating them all this time. They think they're in a relationship with you. No, they've been chosen for the trophy ride, for appearances. You're going to take them through the holidays, and then on the other side of January, you're going to come up with some crazy idea or excuse about you have to end the relationship because it's a new year and you got to go find yourself or you got to you this is the year you decided to really get all your ducks in a row and you don't you I don't think I need to be bothered with anybody right now so I'm not really not trying to hurt you I just really need to be with myself right now and I need to really see seek God and find out what it is that God wants me to do and the reality and the truth is you strategically planned it and never intended to go past New Year's Day with that person. Every step of the way was planned out, was planned. Or somebody uses you, and guess what? You're going to get dumped or get the relationship is going to be broken at the end of the holiday season. And you're going to be devastated because when you backtrack, you're going to find out they started dating you a couple of months before the holiday season. And all of that was to bring it into fruition so that they can go it can have you uh, at 
social events and hot parties and all that kind of stuff. And then the fourth show, Maximize Your Singleness, we're going to to use that fourth show for closing statements, and that's where we're going to talk about integrity in dating, integrity as a single, your character, how how character building can take place for you this holiday season as a single. You know, you want to, you really want to make it through this holiday season strong, you know, don't let anybody convince you that you got to be in a relationship, you know, or that something must be wrong with you if you're not in a relationship with somebody. So you want to make it through this holiday season um, strong. So that's it for this show. On tonight, I thank you so much. Uh, I am humbled by your uh, uh, attendance and being on the call and in the chat room. I thank you so much. Um, the replay will be available. You can always come back to Blog Talk Radio Show and look under uh, Ginger London Ministry uh, page, and um, you'll see on demand all of the previous shows. And so this one will be out there as well. And I'll also post it on Facebook, Twitter, and um, LinkedIn, the link uh, to actually to the replay. And so thank you so much for joining me on tonight. I appreciate it. God bless you. And I will look forward to actually talking with you on um, Friday evening. God bless you. Thank you.